The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to a Friday edition of Positive Talk Radio. I'm very happy that you're all here. I hope that you'll stay with us for the entire hour. We've got a house full of people, and we've got lots to talk about today. First of all, I want to say hello to my friend Nathan. How are you, Nathan? Good morning, Kevin, or afternoon now, just turning the dial over. And as the saying goes, April showers are bringing those May flowers. Beautiful out oh, there right now. It It is? I haven't even been outside yet, my goodness. <laughs> I, I need to go outside, perhaps. Um, it's 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 a beautiful day in Seattle, and uh, we are very happy that you're all here. Dana Parker is with us, and she's my co-host for today. Dana, how are you? You're looking ravishing, as always. Thank you. I am doing wonderful today. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you here, and we've got a very special guest. But before we go there, I need to tell you a couple things. First of all, if you want to go and follow what uh, our guest does, exceptional MediaCoaching.com is where you go. And if you want to find out more about Positive Talk Radio, go to my or PositiveTalkRadio.net. You can also, we are opening up. Now, we've been doing this for a little while, and we've been doing it commercial-free, and we've been kind of just giving back to uh, the community. And we want to continue to do that, but we also want to uh, invite you that you can become a sponsor of the show. If you want to join us in our little team, which is growing every day, uh, we've got a lot of uh, uh, great things to offer you if you want to join us. So you can go to PositiveTalkRadio.net, surprisingly enough, and you can find out all about what we're doing. And I've got over 100 episodes there. I've got 500 episodes on uh, my independence report. So you can binge watch for and, and view for and listen for as long as you'd like. So that's, that's, that's really cool. Our guest today is, uh, her name is Monica Davis, and she is a media coach, and she helps people do get on shows like this and then uh, morph that into a great big ravishing career. Apparently ravishing is the word of the day today. So. <laughs> in, in any event, Monica, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me. And, and uh, today is going well, and I hope it's going well for you, too. So good afternoon. And I'm looking forward to an engaging conversation. Well, I can I got to tell you, any time that I get to talk to two beautiful women all at the same time, it's a beautiful day, I have to say. <laughs> and even even with uh, uh, Nathan, who's a beautiful, tall, six foot 38. Uh, <laughs> Five foot man, 18. <laughs> five foot eighteen. That's that's yeah. I'm I'm five foot eight. I used to be anyway. Um, anyway, but any but Monica, it's it's great to have you here, and uh, we want to talk about uh, media, and we want to talk about your consulting work, and what do you do? So, how do you help people get the word out about what it is that they want to get out about? 
I, I work with, you know, every, every, of course, every individual is different. So one of the things, the key things that you, you know, that needs to be done is you really have to understand the person, who they are and what, you know, what they are trying to do. And, and of course, understand their why. And that does, doesn't just apply to media. It applies to anyone who's in business that you, if you're working with a client, then you need to understand their why in terms of what it is that they are trying to do or accomplish in their in that person's business. And so that's where I always start. I, I kind of meet them where they are and find out exactly why they are trying to do what they're doing and then how they want to present, what type of image they want to present and, and what is their message. And so from there, then we can work together to build uh, a plan that can help them portray themselves as the person that they want everyone else to see them as. So it's it's really a, a sort of a team effort. You have to work with your customer. You can't just give them something and then expect them to understand how to implement it. So it's for me, it's it's really about developing a partnership with that client that I work with. That that is awesome. And as a matter of fact, one of us here has got also a coaching business. She's an intuitive life coach and she's trying to build a business. So so Dana, I bet you you have got a question perhaps for uh for uh, monica that you'd like to ask yeah i i'm actually just i just started my own business and um and i've been in the industry the personal development industry for almost 13 years teaching and educating and now i want to do my own thing and help um and support other aspiring female leaders. And so help them rise in the workplace, mostly um, in the corporate world to have the mindset and skill set to be leaders. So um, that's come one of my focuses this year is to um, do that. So uh, I guess one of the questions that I might have is where, when someone comes to you, what kind of things, um, maybe who's just starting, what kind of things would you recommend they start with? Well, first of all, congratulations on starting your own business. It's 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 a wonderful thing. And I will say it is hard work, but it's wonderful. <laughs> I agree with you completely. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when, when a client first comes to come to you, I, I think the key uh, thing, some of the key things that you need to uh, look at is really uh, well, from from your from the 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 area that you're working in anyway, is to find out what is it that they are looking to get out of that that um that coaching that you're going to be providing them with to find out exactly what, what their expectations are, because that's important as well. Um, you want to make sure that they are going to receive what it is that you uh, say that you can give them, but, but make sure that the thinking is, is along the same line that you're, you know, you are aligned in terms of what they're expecting and what you intend to bring, bring them in terms of results. Um, and so it's, it's important to understand that, but really just to make sure and to un help help them understand that you're there to help them and that you're going to guide them through whatever it is that you're going to to work with them with and you are so for me for example when i and i and i think some people may look at look at it from a perspective that i am you know almost like a coach on a field where you're just you know you have players on the field and you're just getting them focused and everything but i like to keep my clients accountable for what they are supposed to do. So if, if you're if you're working with a potential client and you say that I, you know, this is something that you need to do in order to achieve this this particular milestone, then you know, touch base with them. So it's it's really important, I think, to just to be aligned 
with what their expectations are of you mm -hmm. and vice versa and what you expect them to do. And so I said, I would say those are the initial things that when you're going to, since you're going into the coaching business, that you look at how you're going to approach each client. And again, each client is, is slightly different, mm -hmm. uh, but you're going to be helping each one with what it is that you can offer them, but to make sure that they are uh, sort of thinking the same thing that you're thinking in terms of the expectations that they're going to get and the results that they're going to get as well. Good Lord. That. Did you have to bring up the A word again? Your accountability. Oh, I am with you. That is one of my favorite words. And I think oh. it's really important. And, and do you find Monica, sometimes that accountability that people shy from that, sometimes that's a really hard thing for yes, people. Yes, it is. Um, okay. it, it takes more, a little bit more work because you, I mean, and, and you can't force anyone to do anything, but I mean, you can at least um, reach out to them and, and, and try to help them be accountable for what they are saying they're paying you to help mm -hmm. them with. And so it's, I, I just think it's important to go that, I mean, and some people look at it as an extra mile, but I don't really consider it an extra mile. I consider it a part of what it is that I'm doing to help you be successful. I so, love that. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many studies too about accountability. When you have somebody that you're accountable to and your goals, the, your success rate goes up. I mean, in, into the 80 to 90% success rate by having somebody you talk to regularly about your goals yes. and what you're, what you're doing. Right. So absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. Vital to getting, getting results. See, I'm part of I'm part of the 70 or 80 percent that that say, you mean that you're going to make me do what I say that I'm going to do? I don't want Nathan. I don't want to do everything that I'm told that I have to do. Well, you know, it, it's more about encouragement. You want to encourage mm -hmm. them to do it. Yeah. I mean, they're paying you to, you know, to help them. So, mm -hmm. and I realize, you no, know, life sometimes gets in the way. Uh, sometimes you, they can't follow through, but it's nice if you are a client and you have someone that you're working with and from time to time, they'll call you and say, hey, well, you know, what's happening or how, how are you coming along on this, this particular project or what have you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I think people appreciate that because they want you, they, you know, they feel that you are really interested in their success. Yeah. I actually noticed that as, as I was looking at your website uh, before the show, that that's a lot of what your clients say about you is that, that you feel they felt really invested in that they mm -hmm. felt like you really cared um, about their success. And I think that that's, you know, anytime you're stepping into a position where you're putting yourself out there, it's, it is, I think so valuable to have somebody that you know is in your court that's cheering you on that cares about you meeting those milestones there that there's something about that that can really give somebody the courage because it takes so much courage to put yourself out there to put a message out there to start a business to do to do follow your heart and do the things that we want to do in this life. And so to have someone like you that that's so valuable to kind of point you in the right direction, but to cheer you on and check in on you and care. So I love that. I love that. That's a part of your, your business and what you do. I think that's so valuable. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it, for me, it's, it's always been, even as, as a young kid, I mean, I've always been that way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a part of my makeup, mm -hmm. and, but it's not something, I mean, it, it's also something that can be learned as well. Yes. Yes. So speaking of which, did you, what got you into this industry? Tell me a little bit about your story of what led you into this and what you're doing now. Well, I mean, I, 
it, it sort of happened, and I don't like to necessarily use the term um, by accident because it wasn't necessarily an accident. Like, I sort of <laughs> fell into it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it really started over 20 years ago, actually. And I had written my first book at that, at that time, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I was, I had this interview that I was going to be doing. And, and so when the day came when I needed to do the interview and I was sitting in the studio, it was, it was going to be uh, a TV interview and a local TV interview. And I was sitting in the studio and I was just waiting for, you know, them to finish setting up the studio. And, and the lighting guy came on the set and he was tweaking the lights and I was looking at him and I'm thinking to myself, huh, that's interesting. Because the book that I had written was really about people getting people to tell, share their stories. Uh, and, and so I was thinking to myself, hmm, I, I, you know, lights, you know, if th that the light that you see in the ceiling, most people wouldn't think of it that way. But I was thinking as I was looking at the guy fix the lights, I said, you know what, here's my opportunity now. And, and I'm thinking to myself quickly before the interview, I can use media as a way to shine light on others. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what how I got started in media. And so that from that point, I actually started to the point where I learned about television production on my own. And I then started to produce my own TV show. So that's really how I got started in media. Wow. That what was the name incredible. of your TV show? It was called Extraordinary Everyday People. And it was a show that really highlighted the accomplishments uh, of people within the community and those who were, you know, who served others, as well as those who wanted to share their uh you know successes as well as failures with with others in the community so it, it was it, i truly enjoyed it and i did that for six to seven seven years actually almost seven yeah. years wow oh, good for you that can add so much positivity into the world when when other people hear other people's stories there creates a common humanity that helps people especially when we share our vulnerability and, and failures as yes. leaders or in our business mm -hmm. It creates a common humanity that allows people and gives them permission to try hard things and to fail and to get back up. And so Absolutely. that is so beautiful that you, you really spent time um, cultivating that within people and in your community. That is so powerful, Monica. I love, I love, and I think that, that that's also a big part of your business and what you do, right? Yes. It's helping people present their stories in a way that really represents them as a person and how they want to be, uh, to share those parts of themselves, correct? Absolutely. It's, it's really about getting people to take the time to what I like to call investigate themselves, their, you know, mm -hmm. their inner selves to understand who they are and then to look at how do they want to present themselves to the world, uh, to their customers, their clients and to the world. And so it, it really starts with you on the inside. Um, and and it's, it really starts with how are you going to, what, what, what is the message that you want to get across? And is that message aligned with what you're putting out there? And so that's kind of, you know, how I got started. And what I still do today uh, is, is really work with people on, you know, their messaging and, and their image. Um, you know, how are those things aligned? And, and is it, are they presenting the person that they want people to see them as and and how are they coming across and and if they get to a point where you know things are not they are not being looked at in a way that they are expecting then how can you change that what is the message that you can put forth and not only just the message but the actions behind that message mm. 
There's another A word. You mean there's got to be action and accountability? <laughs> action and accountability, Kevin. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting because some of us, we all in one way or another, I think, put ourselves out there if we decide that we are going to follow our passion and, and live the life that we really want to live. And uh, so, you know, that's, and that's why Positive Talk Radio exists, is, yes. is, to, is to bring positive people like you that are interested in helping people achieve their mission and, to, and, to, and their goals as far as, as far as media goes. Uh, do you find that a lot of people are scared to death of media or how do you coach them about that? Yes, I, I, I do. And I, well, I have in the past and, and I, I, it's, I think it's one of those things where if, if you're not an out, and of course I'm shy too, believe it or not, I am. I've mm -hmm. always been shy. Even when I was producing my TV show, I was one of the, the shyest persons you could ever meet. <laughs> so, but you do it because if you, if you know that it's going to have, it's going to make a difference in the lives of other people, then you do what you have to do. Um, and, and that's just kind of how I looked at it, but yes, I have known, as there have been a lot of people that I've interviewed, you know, even through uh, my magazine, even just talking on the phone. It's, you know, no, no, no video, no on screen, just talking on the phone. It, it's, they're not used to that. And so it takes some time to work with people that way. And so what I've, what I've had to do, or what I've done in the past is really just kind of coach them through and get them to feel comfortable with, um, their, you know, how they are responding to questions and, and even give them some tips, even when I didn't have to, because I want them to be able to, the next interview that they do, I want them to improve their presentation and the way they present themselves. Hmm. You know, I've been doing this a while and it's, it really is an art form it to is. be able to, to work with media appropriately there are some people who are just naturally gifted at it uh dana parker and some <laughs> folks that have to work at it uh nathan uh, no i'm kidding <laughs> kidding nathan um but you know it's easy for some of us and it's a lot more difficult for others of us how would you advocate somebody if before they even come to work with you if they want to get better at public speaking and stuff, how would you get them to, to learn how to do that? Well, I, I would, one thing I would do, of course, is recommend that they really start to practice by maybe starting with family members or friends, just, you know, tell a story or, or, or you know, anything that you want to talk about, maybe learn, um, practice by actually standing up in front of a, you know, a group, a small group or one or two people to start off with so that you can get that, that feeling of getting comfortable speaking to people and, and, and watching them and looking them in the eye. So I would start off that way, but another way to, I think, to help with that, you know, stage fright, as most people call it, is maybe even joining, you know, maybe Toastmasters. Um, that can certainly help as well. I mean, there are many different, you know, um, uh, memberships around, you know, around the country in, in different cities. And so I think something like that would, would certainly help quite a bit to get you used to actually speaking to um, smaller groups, not necessarily crowds, it doesn't have to be crowds, you can work up to that, but really just being able to feel comfortable with talking to other people, answering questions or telling a story in front of one or two people and then working from there. Does it help? I've heard this a lot. Now, I've never had a problem speaking in front of people, um, be it a police officer or somebody else, but uh, um, it is, 
it helpful to pretend that everybody's in the audience in their underwear? Is that is that an accurate thing to say, or is that is that an old wives' tale? Well, you know, I, I, I've never used that. I mean, I've never applied that theory, so I, I don't know, but. <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's a wives' tale, but again, it may not be. But if if it helps you, then you know why not? Or maybe think of something else that you you and you you know that might be fun to you, or something that really gets you thinking about um, putting you in a good frame of mind, I should say, and and getting you in a, in a in a frame of mind that's allowing you to speak without even realizing that you're speaking to a group. I mean, whatever that happens to be. Mm-hmm. Well, because I know Dana, she's been in, in the industry for like 13 years, and she at one time would be in front of 200 people in a room. What was that like, Dana? You know, I think that I I really do, for me, think that there's a, I was born with this desire or, um, and I find enjoyment. It's like almost a home feeling, but I do have like pre pre performance jitters that I think are really normal, but I've made an absolute commitment to myself that anytime I get off stage, I will um, be generously kind to myself. And then I'll pick one thing that I want to improve on to make myself better. And so once I started that pattern for myself, that became a lot easier um, because I I'm a recovering perfectionist. And um, I also, I like to have a really, I have a high standard of performance of how I want to see myself um, show up and, and, and perform. And so um, when it doesn't meet that standard, I, I can easily go into picking at myself a lot. And so that way, for me, that way of saying, you know, here's the things that I did well, here's what I loved about myself. And then here's what I'm going to improve on for next time just has helped me balance things out. And now I can actually watch videos of myself speaking and I enjoy, I love the woman that I see. And it, so it's made a really big difference for me because that wasn't always true. Sometimes it was really hard to watch myself watch a recording and to see myself speaking and to see mistakes that I made. And, and so over time, I think uh, what Monica is saying is really valuable when, when we have these things that are outside our comfort zone, you know, speaking used to be for me outside of my comfort zone at the very beginning, because I, I hadn't really done it. But once I started doing it, you know, small groups, and then the groups got bigger and bigger and bigger, it just became a feeling of home. Like, I know how to do this. I know how to, how to command the energy of a group and to be here and to, to claim my space on stage. I know how to do this. And you do, you learn by doing, you can read, read, read all you want, but until you actually do, um, that's a whole nother level. Experiential learning will take you to another level that you'll never experience. So, you know, anybody listening who's who's in that space of thinking, like Monica said, ab- about getting into speaking, wanting to step into that, go sign up, go just go make it happen. Take that step, even though it's scary, you know, like like Monica said for herself, she just had to make that happen and, and push through that. And And Monica, what did it do for you? being that shy person, what did it do for you to just push through and to make it happen? What were the benefits of that? Well, for me, I I, I think for me, it was really about looking at the results that I wanted to to see in others based Mm -hmm. on what it is that I was doing, which was, you know, uh, producing and and hosting a a television show at, at the time. And so I just looked at it and said, well, you know, I don't necessarily like this, you know, as a, from a personal perspective in terms of my being, you know, in front of people, 
but I believe that what I'm doing is something that can have a positive impact on others. So I am just going to work, work at it. And so I did practice. I mean, I, you know, there were times when I talked to a wall. So yes, yes. yeah, <laughs> right. Or in the mirror. Yes. You just do what you have to do. Yeah. And then it becomes after a while, it becomes uh, more normal to you for, in terms of being, get, getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. with speaking and like I said build it one at a time one person two people five people ten people and before you know it you're you're really getting comfortable with being able to do it and and to speak and it becomes second nature to you I'm a firm believer that everybody on the planet should do uh, a class called improvisational drama improvisational <laughs> acting so that you can stand up and st think on your feet. Mm. Do you recommend that uh, when somebody is speaking in front of a crowd, do they memorize the entire speech or do they operate from an outline? How would you recommend they do it? Well, I, I wouldn't recognize, rec uh, recommend um, memorizing anything. I mean, it, I, I can say an outline or maybe a few notes on, on a notepad uh, or, you know, your, your little card, you know, cards that you may have. But I would not recommend um, memorizing because you're going to forget something. You have, you're going to have to remember where, where am I supposed to say this or this and the, and the other. So uh, memorizing things, it, it's just not the best way to do any type of presentation. The best way to do it is to know your subject. What is the topic and what is the subject that you're, you're going to be speaking on and know the key points. So it's oftentimes good to have because when you're speaking to an, an audience, whether it's a large audience or, or not, generally people don't remember things beyond three points. So if you have, if you're going to be doing a presentation, 45 minutes or what have you, 30 minutes, only, you know, find that, think about the, mo the three most key things that you want to get across to that audience and then talk about those things. Because when you start getting into four and five and six and seven points, they are not going to remember half of it. So it's really about uh, knowing your subject and then focusing on those key points that you want to get, want to get across and, and then just basically elaborating on those points. And then, you know, of course you have a beginning and you have a conclusion to it as well. So I, I highly would not recommend trying to memorize anything when you're doing a, a presentation. It's fine to have notes. It's fine to have, you know, an on-screen presentation where you might have slides and you're speaking to those slides. But of course, you don't want to have a lot of text on those slides either. You, may, you could have maybe a, a few words th that can kind of lead you into what it is you're going to be talking about, but definitely not memorizing, no. By the way, we're talking with Monica Davis. She is a consultant, a media consultant. And go to her website, which is exceptionalmediacoaching.com if you would like to learn how to stand up in front of people and learn how to use media in a constructive way i you know i was uh, looking at your website as well dana does her homework and so do i and one of the things that, they, that you talk about is you don't have to do a tremendous amount of interviews or media presence you just need to do good ones is that is that appropriate Yes, I mean, I, and I think there, there, there is, there's a mistake that a lot of people make when it comes to um, media and, and doing interviews is that they think, oh, I, I've got to get on this show, this show, this show. I mean, and I've got to do hundreds of, of interviews or, or tens, you know, 20, 30, 40 interviews before it, it can work for my business or before it can, it can become effective for my business or, or help me grow my business. And that's just not the case. You you can do 10 interviews. It's, it's all in how you leverage 
the interview. You don't even need to do 10. If you, if you do interviews that are, that, that are content rich in terms of what you are providing the listening audience, whether it's you know television or, or radio, but you're providing information that's going to help them uh, maybe solve a problem or give them some tips or whatever the case may be. If you're doing content rich interviews, then all you need to do is to know how to leverage those interviews to be so, so that they can work for you in your business. So it's not a matter of quantity, it's a matter of quality. So I would recommend, therefore, that everybody come on Positive Talk Radio because we are the absolute darn best. I'll tell you that right now. Dan, <laughs> sorry. I love it. <laughs> so, um, but Monica, it's, it's, it's great to have you here and, uh, and thank you for coming here and, because media is such, in this day and age, when everybody's trying to get into media and everybody wants to be a content creator, how do you tell people to break through the noise? Well, I, I think it's about, well, first of all, being yourself and not trying to be someone else or not trying to copy someone else. Simply put forth yourself, your authentic self, that is, and share your story in a way that is going to, that you believe is going to have an impact on others. And that doesn't mean making up something either. It means being yourself. <laughs> be yourself, share your story, in a way that's especially if you, you know, if you're in business and <clears throat> excuse me, and you want to uh, really get your customers or your prospects um, sort of connected to you in a, from an, an emotional standpoint, then you really need to know how to to share your story and use it as one of your driving forces to getting them to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And so it's, it's really important to do that. So that's one way, one of the best ways to sort of set yourself apart is, is by really telling your story and, and being able to build that emotional connection with that prospect or, or with that existing customer that you have. Um, and, and then utilizing that in a way that you can help them understand that you are there to support them and that you understand their problem and that you can help them solve it. Dana, nothing. <laughs> I I I agree. I love it, and I I think that's wonderful. Um, I I have a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> I recently ran across a gentleman who claimed to be a consultant and a media guy and a this and a that and everything and an entrepreneur and a philanthropist and all that stuff. He had a video on his website, and of supposedly him talking in front of a group and uh and you you're a video producer so you know what he did and after looking at it more closely they never showed him in focus he never talked it was a voiceover of the video but you never saw his face you never saw him talking you saw people in the audience taking notes and and but it, i don't think it was even him because you never saw him in focus. That's, I would guess that's not an appropriate thing to do. Would you, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. That's, I mean, it's, again, you're not being authentic. It's, it's, you're, you're not doing, it, it's sort of, I guess you can really call it deceptive. You're being deceptive because you're giving people the, the indication and the impression that it's you, first of all, and that you are the one that's doing the speaking and, and, and if you're only showing the audience, then there, people should, be, should question that. If, how come you're not on camera at any point? 
So yes, I mean that that's not that's not how you present yourself as as someone who says you want to be a professional and you want people to trust you. You have to build trust. So if I just as an aside, if mm-hmm. if you are uh, talking to somebody that is claiming to be an exceptional coach do your due diligence because in a lot of cases, there's a lot of folks that are not genuine. Now I've vetted, uh, um, Monica and, uh, she is genuine. She's the real deal. So, and so we're present company excluded, but please do your research because somebody's going to convince you to spend, Oh, I don't know thousands of dollars with them. And they're not going to be able to deliver the goods because they're selling you on, the concept of the coaching they're not selling you on the results that they can deliver and so i know that you you're not that way but i just wanted to get that out there to be careful and when you're when you're talking about uh working with a coach because you've got to be they've got to be genuine and they've got to be they've got to be true and and it's got to make sense and so do you run into in your work a lot of people want to do what you're doing do you notice that there's a lot of um false um, um profits out there well, I don't know if I'll call them false prophets, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand what you mean. So, yes, I, I think in any in any business area or, 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 or industry, there are always going to be people who are going to say that I'm this and I'm that. And, and they're really not. They haven't had the background. They haven't worked in, in that particular area. Uh, if so, maybe just a year or two or something like that. But there are always going to be people who say they can teach you how to do something but yet they don't have the skills nor the experience in doing so. So, and, and I've run across many of them and I, it's just, for example, with, and you've probably noticed these days, um, you know, for the past, what, two, three, maybe three years, everybody now is the storytelling. Well, storytelling is a science. If you, if you want to use storytelling to help you grow your business, and, and, and really be successful at growing your business using that method, it is a science and there's a certain way you have to go about it. But these days, everything that people said, is, is a, it's a story and that's just not true. So I, I, it's those kinds of things where it's almost like a buzzword, it's storytelling. Everybody's a storyteller. Well, I mean, sh- sure, I mean, you can tell stories but it depends on how you're going to use it. If you're talking about using storytelling, you know, in your business to help you get prospects, to help you uh, serve your customers and your and your clients, then it's a whole different ball game in terms of how you apply it. But yes, I, I do realize that there are people who say that they are a coach in, in a certain area or, or whatever area that happens to be. But when it comes down to delivering, they don't deliver or they don't do it well. And that for lack of a better term, that sucks. Especially yes, if you if you put a lot of your own hard-earned money behind something, and then and then you're then you get told things that you already know. Um, so they're not telling you. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> so I'm I'm just saying, just be careful. Everybody with the during the pandemic and afterwards, everybody that has a, a desire to be a coach is now calling themselves a coach. And and uh, but you have to be very careful. And there are two people that I know. One is Monica Davis. The other one is Dana Parker. And they are genuine and they are real and they can actually they can actually do some good and they can help you. Um, right? 
Dana? Yeah, absolutely. I I think so. I think that's a big integrity and walking my talk is a huge, huge thing that I value. And I think it's so important. And I learned a lot of what not to do through working with other companies that it, I feel like didn't do that. And um, so I, I've been there, done that. And, and I know that's not what I want and not what I'm about. So I do have a question for you, um, Monica, about um, this. There's, there's kind of this topic of the shift in leadership. And I feel like I've seen this in the industry over the last you know, 13 years in, in, of being in the coaching world that kind of the old, the old way of showing up as a leader is I have it all together. You want to be like me. I have the best car, the house, the blah, 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 blah. And now it feels like there's this shift happening where people aren't really looking for somebody who has it all together per se, but they're looking for real. They're looking for somebody who's a leader and they're human. You know, have you found that to be true? And, and has there been a shift in how you coach people in, in those leadership positions and sharing and being, being honest and true with who they are and their, uh, their experiences and their human experiences as leaders? Oh, absolutely. And, and I do agree with what you, what you just mentioned. And I, I, I never associate, I mean, though people do it, I never associate leadership with, quote, what you have. It's all about the person. You know, people, you know, look up to people, look up to others who can guide them down the right path. Mm -hmm. But if you happen to be a leader or in a leadership position and you're only, you're presenting yourself in a way that is not authentic, then you're not, I I believe that you're not really serving your, you know, the people that you're serving. So in other words, for example, if they're employees, you have employees. So you're not serving your employees well. If you're not showing them that, you know what, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes in here. As a matter of fact, here is an example of how I made made a mistake here because I want you to learn from this mistake so that you don't make the same mistake that I've made. That's Mm -hmm. what leadership is. Agreed. It is is not being uh, afraid of saying, I'm not perfect. And and we all know you're not. So don't try to present yourself as being perfect. And because Mm -hmm. you'll be be surprised at how many people will... uh, really draw themselves to you when they realize that you are a real person and you've made these mistakes and mistakes that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. So I truly believe that leadership is really about sharing who you are and, and why you're in the position you're in and how you want to help those people that you are, that are under you to grow and to be better. Yeah. That's, that's to me, that's what leadership is. Oh, I love it. I totally agree with you. And I, I actually think that applies to us in every area, you know, mm-hmm. in our, in our uh, relationships at home in our relationships with friends, you know, as, as a mother, I, I tell my children all the time, I'm still learning how to be a mom. I'm still learning this mom thing, you know, and, and to have that kind of humility of, I'm sorry. And here's how I'm going to uh, show up differently. Yes. And to be okay that actually mistakes or quote unquote failures are part of being a successful person. It's part of the journey. It's actually where we learn the very most and there's so much value in it. And if we will show that as leaders, 
it will help normalize mistakes. And then people will are more willing to share their mistakes and learn from them, get back up. And then we're more efficient as, as humans, we're more efficient in our goals. We achieve things better. And so I'm absolutely, I'm so happy to hear, um, to hear that and to, to, to see that you've noticed that too. Sure. And, and I think a lot of people do believe that people who are in these leadership positions, let's say CEOs of you know, major corporations, for example, doesn't even have to be a large corporation, but they think, I think a lot of them often think that because they are in those positions that they know everything and they don't, right. you know, right. they need coaches, they need mentors, they need help in different areas. And so we all are just people. And so we need to present our true selves and, and recognize that sometimes the mistakes that we made or the, 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 the challenges that we've overcome can be helpful to those that are under us. I agree. You know, one of the interesting things is if you go to a CEO of a, of a oh, medium-sized company and you ask them, do you know where the employee lunchroom is? And they can't tell you, they're not in touch. No, it's important to make everybody, every member of your team feel important and fulfilled. And because you know, you know what happens then? Turnover goes down. Absolutely. Productivity think- goes up and, uh, and, and profits go up at the same time and your customer satisfaction goes up. Dana, go ahead. Yeah. I, what I've noticed, and, and I wonder what your thoughts on this are, Monica, but to, to value other people and to really say you're important, your needs matter. It starts with you first. You have to, you get to be in touch with you. You get to, um, to actually say, I matter. I'm important too. And it's not that you're, you're constantly putting yourself um, it's not an overcompensation. There's a difference. The overcompensation I matter is not what I'm talking about. It's, it's to really, um, I guess, claim your space and, and, you know, working with women, I notice that that's a hard thing for women. It's a little bit harder for women than men. And so really knowing yourself, knowing who you are, valuing the gifts you bring to the table, your strengths that you bring to the table, then allow you and give you, give you the tools to then do that for other people. Um, do you find that there's kind of a difference in, in coaching, uh, men versus women? Well, and not necessarily from a media standpoint, I don't, um, it, it has, I haven't noticed that much of a difference, but I can say, and, and, and just speaking with men and women generally, that yes, I, I have noticed that. But I, I think, as you mentioned, that women, we are always thinking about others and always helping others mm-hmm. and not really helping ourselves oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I mean, that, that's just our nature is to be someone who's always willing to help others first before we focus on ourselves. And I think that's something we all need to work on. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I, I think getting back to the... Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the leadership piece for a moment, it, it really is, it's all about the culture. What mm-hmm. kind of culture are you trying to, or are, have you built, I should say, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a small company or a large company, it's, it's about the culture and, and how people feel when they come to work every day and how, how are they treated while mm-hmm. they're at work or in the office or even if they're working at home. So I, I think it's important to realize that culture it's not just a word that you just throw around. It's, it's a word that means a lot and can, can really play a key role in the success of your business. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Monica, because you are in media, there and you work a lot with with the people that are in media. Why is it that <clears throat> women in media are younger, attractive, and and the men can be older <laughs> and less attractive, and and it doesn't matter. Um, why is that? Well, now hold, hold on. I know why that is, but are, is it changing? I I think it is. Um, I, I think. No- in media overall, I would say, so even, for example, in the movies, I mean, if, if you if you want to go that far in terms of media. So, yes, I mean, I think it is changing. But as you know, that has always been, that's, that, that's society, that was created by society. And that's just something that has been taking place, taking place for, for decades. And so I think the trend is, it, it is changing a little bit now. And you are starting to see older women on television or, or in media, just generally speaking. So I, I think it is changing, but it's just one of those things that has always, it's always been the case. But I, I think it certainly hasn't served, to me, it has not served women very well when it comes to, you know, the way they treat women when it comes to media. But mm-hmm. it, I, I'm hoping that it's, 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 a, it's going to be a, a major turnaround at some point, but I do see that happening a little bit. I, I really hope so because it's uh, it's about what's between your ears, yes. not not what you're wearing, and, uh, and because it, it really is important that that we, as a society, get away from the sexism that and that's really in my opinion that's what it is is blatant sexism that okay. that uh, women have to be young and look a certain way and 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 men can be old and sloppy it doesn't matter then it's what there is between their ears so i hope it changes i really do me too <laughs> i can i make a comment here since this is a this is no. a topic i feel pretty passionate about but i think that that uh society changes when we change within our hearts when we change and so we do we do deserve to as as women to uh own and claim that space that we have a voice and that we can, you know, we, we have uh, some work to do in overcoming some of those things and to, to have all different dynamics and ages and, and uh, different, different types of women of all kinds, cultures, every, every type to be heard and represented. And, um, and it takes so much courage to do so. It takes a lot of courage um, to do that, but to, to do that work within and instead of, you know, a lot of times the habit can be to point the finger, you all need to change. And I think it comes back to, I deserve within me to change my heart and mindset about me as a woman, that I do, I am strong and I deserve this space that I'm creating for myself to speak. And when we do that and we claim that space within ourselves, we give automatically give other women permission to do so. We also deserve to cheer other women on, to cheer them on, to celebrate them, to celebrate them for speaking up. And it's no longer competition, but collaboration. I think competition is kind of ingrained in our DNA as women because they used to have to compete in order to survive for their their livelihood was based on um, if they were more beautiful than the other woman, right? So that's old. 
And, and I like to make sure I call that out. That is an old structure that we are functioning off of that is no longer is collaboration, community, supporting each other, um, cheering each other on while all the while claiming your space too and saying, Absolutely. I'm here too as one, one of many. And that she's so going she's gonna to get emotional now. So, <laughs> yes. so, so times are changing and I hope that they're changing. I wish that they would change a little bit faster actually, mm -hmm. but, uh, you, but your work and what you're doing, you're, you're, you're helping people get to that next level, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's really about for me, uh, meeting them where they are and then figuring out together how we can get them to that next level. But it's first meeting them where they are and then finding out what that next level means to them. Or what is that? Uh, and so that's, that's how mm -hmm. I work with, uh, anyone that I work with is really, again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. And that is understanding exactly what is their vision? What is it that they are trying to achieve? And, and, and then once you understand that, then find out, you know, because some people think that you can go from A to Z, you know, quickly. And it, that's just not the case. It takes time, you know, to build this career, whether it's a business or whether it's, you know, you're working as a professional or you're working for someone else. It takes time to, to build, you know, the success and, and, and move up the ladder. And so it's really about, under, again, going back to understanding what it is that they're trying to accomplish and, and, and their vision for what it is that they want to do. So that's always where, where I start. I try to meet people where they are. I don't just give them something to say, you know, you came to me for, for coaching. So I'm just going to, to give you this content and coach you, but I'm not really going to understand who you are and, why, and what it is that you're trying to do and why you want to do it. See, there you go again. You use the, let's see, the accountability word. You use the action word and the use the, it takes time. I am too interested in it not taking a lot of time. So I want you, I, I want you just to make it happen. Okay. Well, it'll cost you a lot more. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Um, by the way, uh, we've been talking with uh, Monica Davis, and she go to her website, exceptionalmediacoaching.com, and you can find out all about her um, and the work that she does, and she works to work with you to achieve what you want to achieve in life, in, in, in media, and, uh, and she's, she's terrific, actually. actually. She does a really good job. So, so I want you to go there. Now, Monica, I want to give you a moment to say anything that you'd like our audience to know that's out there sitting in their car in traffic at, at lunchtime in Seattle? Well, I, I'd like to sort of encourage people to, uh, even though I mean, we've all been through, the, of course, the last couple of years and, and a lot of things have changed, the way we uh, approach business, the way we approach the things that we do personally, everything has changed. And so I encourage people to uh, sort of reset their mind. Mm -hmm. do, a, do a mindset reset and really look at things from the perspective of how, how, how has your life changed? And then from there, determine what can you do going forward that can help you live your best life? Uh, we all have to make changes. And sometimes people don't want to make change, but change is necessary. And, there, and, and when you're going through something, whether it's some type of challenge or adversity, always try to find 
the good in it because there is good there. I mean, sometimes we don't want to, 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 to recognize it or to search for it, but it is there because once you find the good in that, that is what is going to uplift you to the point where you can say, you know what? I know I've had to go through this, but I found something that works that I mean, that's good about it. And I can use that to go forward so that the next time something happens, I'll have a better mindset. As a matter of fact, I can help someone else who might be going through something similar. And so it's important that you really have a positive mindset, even when you might be going through something that's, that's difficult and challenging. Second, I, I would say, always be learning. We can always learn something new about what we're doing. It's, it's not about, you know, even if you're an expert, you st there are still things that you can learn. So always be learning so that you are always improving. And I would also say, show up and be your best and always love, give, and add value to the lives of others. See, that's why we had you on this show, because that's exactly what we believe. And I want to thank you for coming on and for saying that. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. that. Uh, and, you know, I think that that is coming more and more to the forefront and to the mainstream mm -hmm. is to be positive. And because as you said, if you, if you find the good in everything, it's hard to play the victim card. Yes. And it you got to get rid of the victim card because it doesn't serve anybody. And it certainly doesn't serve you. It certainly does not. That's That's awesome. Again, we've been talking with Monica Davis and you go to exceptional media coaching.com. She will also be up on positive talk radio.net. And, uh, she, and that will be in a day or so. So you can find out more about her and all the work that she does. Uh, Dana, it, it, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. I think that uh, Monica is right on the money. Me too. Thank you so much, Monica, for what you're doing to help get people's messages out, to help them share with the world. I think it's so valuable to have people like you that are helping people create a platform so that they can get their positive, positive messages out and share with the world and, and share with their heart's desires. This is, you're you're someone that helps their, helps people really create their dreams and, and make them reality. So thank you so much for what you're doing. It has been such uh, an incredible joy talking with you today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking with both of you. It's, it's, it, I didn't realize the time went by so quickly. But. I know. That's a good sign. I <laughs> yes. know. Well, we got two and a half minutes, and I just wanted to make sure that we got your information out so that everybody can can uh, give you a call at exceptionalmediacoaching.com. And uh, it's it's awesome having you here. It's, it's uh, And I hope that people will take advantage, whether or not you want to be a big star or you just want to live your best life if you can go talk to somebody and everybody should have a coach mm, um yes. i know dana is a is a coach extraordinaire and she's got a coach yeah i know a guy who's a financial analyst he makes a half million dollars a year he's got a financial coach yes because he and that's one of the reasons why he makes that kind of money is because he's smart mm -hmm. and he knows. so so <laughs> go find an, an appropriate coach do your vetting Make sure that it's a coach that you can vet and, and look for his reviews and all that kind of stuff or her reviews and stuff so that you can make sure you make the right decision. Uh, you got, we got one minute left. Monica, anything else you'd like to add? 
Well, actually, I, I just like to reinforce what you just said is, is for people to be diligent and making sure that they are selecting the right people to be on their team because the coach is a part, it should be a part of your team. You need to have a coach that's ongoing. I mean, it may not necessarily be the same coach who's coaching you in the same area, but that's part of building your team. So always make sure you do your homework to find out if they are the right person for you. Absolutely. Nathan, what was that sound? <laughs> it sounded like a foghorn. I mean, Dana, are you by, you know, the ocean or something? <laughs> it was like a car just going by. I apologize. Slightly red, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It sure didn't sound like a car. Anyway, we got to go, but I want to thank everybody for being here. And just remember, take care of each other because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you Monday morning right here on KKNW.